0: And welcome to Unashamed, a smut lover's podcast, where we just want to talk about smut. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Courtney. And we're still in the Unlucky 13 world. Um, We're reaching the end, though, so that's uh, quite a bit sad. But today, we are reading Reckless by Becca Steele. I'm really excited about this one. I've never read Mail Mail by Becca Steele, which I've mentioned in a few of the episodes. Courtney has so yeah, I'm I'm excited about that to see how she does.
1: Yeah, I'm super excited to go through it. Sorry, I'm just trying to finish the blurb real fast.
0: So it sounds like to me, it's an enemies to lovers, um, two soccer players, which is going to be called football, and is going to mess me up the entire time. Um, I don't think I've ever read a soccer book, but it is two soccer players. And they are enemies. It's going to be an enemies to lovers. So I, I'm thinking that they're not getting along to a point that their coach forces them both to go to the island and share a room. And I think it even said they're on the rehab side, isn't? It? didn't it?
1: Yeah, it says that they have to work their issues in, in a rehab center for the elite but I don't know if they're going to be like more on the resort side because technically it's a rehab slash resort. I'm not Not sure. But the
0: rehab side is also um, has like mental health facilities as well. So I'm wondering if maybe they'll be in like anger management or something. Maybe, yeah. That would still be considered the rehab side. So I guess we'll just find out. I'm not really sure. I'm excited for a force proximity enemies to lovers, though. I didn't know that Becca Steele was British. I don't maybe I just never know.
1: This is one of those in parts. So it's I was not, just <laughs> yeah, three parts. So we can do parts if you want. It looks like it's evenly spaced.
0: Yeah, I was looking at it earlier. Um, I'm I'm good with that. Okay. Cool beans. Yeah, I'm ready to dive in. I mean. I don't I don't really have much to say. This is a really short intro. Last our last book, the intro was 15 minutes that I had to edit. Oh my gosh. Every part was like over 15 minutes. I was like, holy shit. So this one we're at three minutes. <laughs> nice. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's not really much to say. I feel like the blurb was like very clear cut. And then we've we've talked about like what we have and have not read by Becca Steele. It, in like four or five episodes leading up to this. So I I feel like we've just, we've talked a lot and I think we're ready. Yeah. Okay, so if you are reading along with us, go ahead and read to part two and pause here. Okay, we're back. This one's a little more slow going
1: so far. I mean, we got... Backstory on Jordan and Theo, which are the two main characters.
0: I don't think it's necessarily more slow going. I mean, not every book has given us backstory. So that's true. But I mean, we're only 26% in and they're going to Black Diamond. So the boys met at prep school or whatever. Mm. And it wasn't prep school, it was like, um, like a youth soccer club. I thought they went to the same school. Oh, okay. I don't think so.
1: All right. Yeah, so they met and I it was like instant dislike. And I'm not even really sure if like I missed it or where it exactly came from. But it seems like as soon as Jordan came on the scene, Theo had just animosity. He thought he was like cocky and arrogant and just didn't like him from the jump. And he mentioned something about, like, they had just recently gotten into a fight, and he said that it was like, your existence is like, what I hate.
0: Yeah, so it started off with, um, Jordan was already on this, like, youth soccer team, and Theo showed up in everything that Jordan wanted for himself but couldn't afford. And, You could just tell that Theo had like an air of privilege about him. And so Jordan had an instant dislike. He was looking at him wearing the shoes that he wanted and whatever. Wasn't paying attention to what he was doing and tripped and fell. And that was how they met. And instead of Theo handling that um, with Grace as a teammate, he... Made fun of him. So, I mean,
1: and then they just they just keep getting into it. So they hadn't really liked each other from the jump. And then this is um a, a few years later. So uh, Jordan ends up getting signed on to the team that Theo is already on. And Theo has to move positions. And I don't know soccer, though. I played it when I was a kid, but I didn't pay attention to stuff like that. But so he was a right winger. He gets moved to the left winger position that another teammate... Vacated, and then Jordan gets signed to be in Theo's previous position, and so that's causing animosity. And they already didn't like each other, and they're trying to essentially like say, "Oh, yeah, us not liking each other as kids was a rumor," and they're still kids. I mean, I think it was Jordan's only what nineteen, and I'm 19 assuming you was about yeah. the same age. Yeah. So I mean, they're still kids, but. Well, I, I say that because I'm older, but, I
0: you know, there, it's really glaringly obvious when you start calling adults children. I've been doing that a lot lately and I'm like, well, fuck, <laughs> I feel that. So,
1: yeah, but I mean, so they're very young and I mean, I think what's it's been a few years since they were on the same team together or however long it's been. And uh, there was some little, a little bit of tension and I don't know if Theo is, gay or if bi or whatever and he's just not out but there was like that one scene with the the dancer the male dancer and like Jordan he was like oh I'm straight with a capital S but I don't know because it seems like when we're in Theo's POV we get a lot more sexual tension and obviously the animosity whereas with Jordan's it's like straight animosity
0: I hmm I get what you're saying, like, there's an underlying vibe, but it hasn't been, like, nothing has been, like, outright said. Um, And then there's also been, like, comments about him wanting to find, like, a secret underground room at this club where there's no paparazzi and no devices or anything. And it almost seemed like so that he could partake in that side of his sexuality, but it didn't outright say it. So I think I don't think either of them are gay because they both have appreciation for women. But I think that Theo may be bi or at least bi curious. Like I think he at least has like a hint of that. But um I don't know. It hasn't outright said that he knows or believes that about himself yet. So I don't know, but there is like a like you're right. Like on Theo's side there is like an underlying like vibe or tension where it isn't as present on Jordan's side. Um but Jordan isn't like completely uh tensionless either because like when he was drunk he was like sniffing up on Theo. Yeah. I am enjoying the book. I mean, it's not bad. It's just I think once we get into Black Diamond, it's going to pick up a lot more. Yeah. Because even now, like, they just went through one season of soccer together. I'm not going to call it football. I'm not. Um, They just went through one season of soccer together. So then they got into another fight. It started costing them games. And so... Their agents got together and decided to send them to Black Diamond and that's where it ended. But I think once we get into Black Diamond, I'm pretty sure the blurb led you to believe that it was going to be a forced proximity type deal. So I think they're going to be sharing a room and we kind of saw a little bit that there is sexual tension there. So when they had that argument in the closet, they weren't fighting. Like, they were saying nasty shit to each other, but they weren't fighting. There was, like, um, definitely a a sexual underlying with them, like, whispering in each other's ears and stuff. So, I don't think it'll take long before shit blows up at Black Diamond. I don't think so either. I'm really curious to see what exactly
1: the underlying tension for them both is. Like, just talk it out. Because it seems like they just have this, like, idea of each other and... Maybe it's somewhat true on both sides, but it's just so overblown. It's like they met and there was instant dislike on both sides. And we kind of got Jordan's, you know, Theo came in as this privileged kid who had all of the things. But for Theo,
0: it was like he just kind of came out as a douchebag right out of the gate. Yeah, he started acting like an asshole right away. And so I'm wondering, like, if he noticed Jordan staring at him. And was like, why is this kid staring at me? And then decided to poke fun at that. Like, we didn't get Theo's point of view on why he acted like an asshole. Yeah.
1: So I am curious to see how it's all going to shake out. I am, you know, I'm excited. The black diamond bit usually is like the, you know, biggest part. It's where you start building the connection and everything like that. So I am excited for that. I don't really have anything else to say. No, I don't either. Like, yeah. Yeah. We're, we're only 26% in, and when we do it in parts, it's, you know, the first part's usually where we don't really have a lot to comment, at least about yeah. the book.
0: <laughs> um, and then, okay, so part three is 64%. I feel like that works out nicely. It does. So if you are reading along with us, go ahead and read till part three and come back. Pause here. Okay, we're back. Yeah. Things definitely heated up on the island. Wow. I know. Um, Super loving this book so far. Same. Um, Yeah, it got very spicy. The sex scenes were very well written. Yeah, they have a lot of tension, a lot of confusion, but like they're rolling with it, but also not rolling with it. And I just think it's being done very well so far
1: yeah no for sure so we find out that theo has uh an a reliance on sleeping pills Yeah, he he's had insomnia and nightmares since he was really young so he started taking sleeping pills and it became sort of like a coping mechanism for him and he just didn't stop taking them so
0: uh when he got to the island he was withdrawing
1: withdrawal. Yeah, he withdrawal became withdrawal. addicted.
0: Yeah, he became addicted to the sleeping pills. We found out a little bit more about that as far as like childhood trauma went. He used to get nightmares as a kid and instead of his parents being, I don't know, fucking parents, they basically told him to shut up and stop waking them up at night. So now it's turned into insomnia. He stopped sleeping as a kid and then as an adult he doesn't It's almost like he just doesn't know how to sleep because of all this trauma, um, which is what led him to taking the sleeping pills and getting addicted. And then, um, I mean, what a better place to withdraw, though. For sure. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, and he and Jordan get really close. They start, you know, telling each other just – You know, things that they didn't know previously. There was always these assumed, you know, we talked about it in the last part where each person made assumptions based on, you know, how they first met the other one. And so they finally, you know, opened up a little to each other. It was so cute. It is turning out
0: to be very cute. They both have, like... uh, I don't want to say like cute personalities but kinda I mean like in their own ways like Theo is just so adorably vulnerable at the most random times where he'll go from being just like this posh whatever kind of character to just like surprisingly vulnerable all of a sudden um but it makes sense it doesn't it doesn't feel like it doesn't flow like some Some books will have um, that kind of thing with a character and it doesn't flow. But this book does. And then Jordan is just like so uh, appearingly like self-centered and arrogant and cocky and whatever, but like really cares about everybody else more than himself. And so they both are just like not at all what they originally came across to each other. And they're finding that out now. And we just got to the point where they like admitted that they like each other and that they don't want to leave the island and go back to being, you know, whatever, whatever this new version of them is going to be. They already know that they're not happy with it.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, we just got to see their last night on the island, which was so adorable. They, uh, well, I mean, it was steamy. And then they kind of cuddled in and. Oh. That's cute. So I'm um, I'm thinking it's not going to last very long, the whole staying away um, from each other back on the mainland.
0: Yeah, they're very volatile. But it's also
1: foreplay for them. Yeah. Like, they'll rile each other up, and then all of a sudden they're making
0: out. And Yeah, there's no, like, they go from 0 to 100 when they were enemies, and now that they're lovers, they just go from 0 to 100 so fast. They're just volatile people when it comes to each other. So, uh, yeah, I don't see them holding out for very long. Also, I mean, we're 64% in. So I think we're just going to be, like, going through them deciding to be together and then some house cleaning as far as, like, telling the team and whatever, whatnot. Like, I I don't think it's going to take very long for them to cave. Definitely not they're going to come back to their agents and be like, "Haha, it worked too well." Like. <laughs> 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 yeah, so I I don't really think there's any like theories to be had um because the book has just flowed like flowed so well that I would be very shocked if it didn't go that way. Like if it didn't follow suit with their volatile personalities and their Intense like passion when it comes to the other one and things like that. I mean, they were passionate before they were on good terms. And now they're even more passionate now that they are. And there's been, you know, a handful of days here and there where they've resisted each other. And it it just doesn't last long. And they are very good now that they speak to each other politely. Um, (laughs) They're very good at being honest with each other. And like, yeah, I was avoiding you. This is why this is how I feel about you. Like, they're not really like beating around the bush. Um, they never really have. They're, they're not like there's not like a big miscommunication trope going on here as to why they were enemies. It was just like a non-communication. Um, as soon as they started communicating, everything locked into place.
1: Definitely. And it was nice to see, yeah, them open up. And now, yeah, their communication has always been pretty solid. Whether it was the dislike to the now more vulnerable and heartfelt aspects. So,
0: I'm excited to finish it up. Yeah. Round and it out. One more thing. So, that that's actually, like, just a really interesting point about this book. Because that's very uncommon in enemies to lovers. Usually, there's some kind of, like, big miscommunication trope in enemies to lovers and that's not the case here and it's just so uh, this book is just very well done it's different like yeah there's a lot of like themes that you see in other books but it's very different how it is all put together and I really appreciate it I really it's like a fresh uh take on enemies to lovers almost I really like Becca Steele's mail mail books. You really have
1: to check them out. This is uh, like a really good jumping point for going into Becca Steele's mail mail. I've read a few, and I have really enjoyed them. I think she used to do like male female for a while, and then she jumped into the male male during one of her series. and she's now she mixes it up now, but
0: yeah, they're amazing. I'm gonna have to because. Yeah, I'm really enjoying her writing style. It's just, it it just feels like it's all very similar to what you could find in an enemies to lovers book, but it's done in just a very like fresh way where all the things that piss me off about enemies to lovers are not here. I agree. <laughs>
1: so. Yeah, I'm ready. Same here. So if you're reading along with us, go ahead and go to the end of the book and pause here.
0: Okay, we're back.
1: It was a good one. It had a good ending.
0: Yeah. I was a little surprised the epilogue didn't include like a proposal of some sort. It was just like a vacation with sex. Which is fine. Yeah. I was just a little surprised by it. It was a cute epilogue, though, because they wrapped it up like playing soccer on the beach. Which is. Yeah, I realized that they were like going to be okay in the beginning. So I thought that was cute, though.
1: Yeah, it was a cute one. And I mean, we were right. They didn't stay away from each other for very long. They kind of tried to keep it under wraps and then <laughs> their teammate kept walking in on them and uh, they ended up coming out or they were outed as a couple, but they came out as by together. So it was it was really adorable. Like.
0: Yeah, it, it was. Um, less angsty. Than I was expecting. Oh, for sure. It was more
1: just like building tension of them trying to keep themselves away from each other and it not working.
0: So, yeah, not a lot of angst. It was pretty cute. There was very good tension. Um, I appreciate that in a book so much. If an author is able to convey good tension, I'm like, hell fucking yeah. That's one of my favorite things. So that was, that was cool. Um, and I did appreciate that. I did notice that. So yeah, I mean, there wasn't a lot of angst. It ended cute and I thought it was a really well done enemies to lovers. Um, which I went over in the last part that we discussed. So I don't really have a whole lot to say. We were pretty, um, Pretty correct. It did go on a little bit longer than I thought it would with them holding out. They had like two or three interactions. There were like two or three interactions where they were able to hold off. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It was a cute, good book. Yeah, it ended
1: the way, you know, I figured it would. I think you're right, though. I was maybe expecting a proposal or something. But then at the same time, it's like they moved in together. They. Got through the whole coming out process. There wasn't any real tension with that either. It wasn't like there was a teammate with an issue or the league had an issue. There was no, like, you know, fireable offenses or anything like that. It just smoothly it just- went into, you know, they they went through and did a lot together. They progressed their relationship enough that I didn't feel unfulfilled, not having, Yeah, you know.
0: I think because it started off so rocky that once things slotted into place, like that was it.
1: Yeah. So I thought it was cute. It was good. I liked it. I'm about to go read. Uh, she has a stepbrother one that recently came out that I had been putting off, but now I think I'm going to go read it. So, <laughs> <laughs>
0: um. so next week is Charlie Meadows, right?
1: Yes. Last one last for this universe. Thing. And this book I just read, you have to read it. It's male, female, male. Um, so I know it's not particularly up your alley, but holy shit, it was so good. Hunt Me Darling. It's like a FBI agent and serial killer thing and it was really really good. Twists and turns and it would have been a really really good read along. Who's it by? Marie Rose, M A R E E Rose.
0: Well, I'll have to look into it and then you you people listening can look into it too. Yeah. Um Okay, well, I don't have I don't have any book recommendations because I've only read this. <laughs> All right, well, if you want to stick around for Charlie Meadows next week, I expect that to be on the lighter and fluffier side to end it off with, which is fine. We like Charlie Meadows, so if you want to listen to that, then stick around for next week. All right, thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.